0: Another bad day, dark feelings are back. Assaulting your heart
1: with a panic attack. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Andes Man Club Podcast. Brilliant to have you along. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing, getting involved with the pods, sharing your comments with us. It's always great to see and hear. Got another fantastic guest today, and we've got another co-host. I think it's been a, a really key theme the last couple of weeks, about the uh, the co host that we've had and the you know different accents that are coming from round about the country. We've got today somebody who couldn't be closer to me if he tried. He's sat in a different section of the office over here and he's a familiar face to a lot of you. Um, joined us on the podcast this time last year uh, and he's now obviously we're very fortunate to have him working with us. Neil, how are you doing, Paul?
0: I'm great, mate, thank you. Just uh, a pleasure to be on this again. It's nice to come and see some different faces and uh, I feel a bit, it's a bit of an odd one, this, because I'm normally just used to watching uh, Ben on telly flying <laughs> around in, in high-speed chases in dark round home wood, and... <laughs> places such as it. so it's a like, yeah it's a bit of a bit of an odd one you know, looking forward to it.
1: Definitely. And without obviously giving it away but that's that's who we've got joining us today as well, Benjamin Pearson. Um so obviously some of you will have seen that Ben came and did some bits and bobs with us um, a few months ago came and did a, a bit of a Facebook live and we've uh, we've developed something of a relationship. But Ben, welcome along how are you doing pal?
2: Good afternoon gents. Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing well at the moment. Thank you. Um, it's another sunny day over in Eldwick, and uh, my shorts are on, but my feet are cold, so it's uh, it's going well. Are you
1: all right? I'm very well. I'm very well. My feet are red hot. I've got slippers on, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment. Um, just going back to you then, Neil, as well. When you said nice to see some different faces, I've been sat opposite you in the office all morning, man. You look different on here. <laughs> <laughs> More handsome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's nice to be staring at somebody different other than just you as well.
2: Yeah, fair thank call. You, thank you very much. As <laughs> yes, you can
1: tell I'm blushing already, so I'm <laughs> well, tender. So obviously for people who aren't familiar with you, obviously, I know that Neil gave a little bit of your background there that you know many people will likely be able to guess then, but just tell us a little bit about, you know, why people might know you, um, and a little bit about why um Andy's Man Club was something that you wanted to get involved with the work with us and, and help us out over here.
2: Yeah, um obviously Ben Pearson, I've served 19 years in West Yorkshire Police, 15 of those were on the Rose Policing Unit, based at Bradford. Um, we um, starred for about two and a half, three, oh, I once say starred, featured in uh, policing, it's up some Channel oh, 5.
0: Stick me starred, stick me starred, we liked it. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, we started.
1: Got a star in- the pavement up on top somewhere, aren't you?
2: <laughs> what, covered in KFC buckets and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we started on Channel Five's um, Police Interceptors, which were basically at the time I think it was one of the, high, oh, the highest viewed program on Channel Five at the time. Um, <clears throat> since then, I will—I'm being honest with you, i will—I was putting like a, a lying face on, and I've—I've I've struggled with mental health for uh, the, I'd say, the last three years, and I, I was hiding it, and then it come to a a, a few things at work, and then. I basically broke and I got medically retired. In that uh, time I would get medically retired off um, from the TV work and from um, the police, I, as as requested my therapist and psychiatrist, I started writing down my thoughts and feelings. That um, made itself into uh, a a, a story of of kind, so to speak, and I released a book called Handcuffed Emotions, Police Interceptors' Drive Into Darkness. That were released in November last year and shot to number one on the police bestsellers Amazon list. Um, Since then, it's just gone absolutely ballistic with uh, appearances on radio podcasts. And we started up his own YouTube channel talking about mental health, um, the uh, reactions in the police. uh, And obviously, it is, uh, um, how can I put it, a lot of it's thought-provoking and a lot of it is deep um there is some things that can be upsetting at watch for people with mental health issues um but it's all about learning how to talk uh, embrace what you've got and come out and be forward and proud of yourself and then there's light-hearted things as well uh, and then today i got told by the the lad that runs it um josh goodgen uh, over it get my media or get your media or get a me get a media there's a media somewhere in there get your media um, that we've just got a, a million views in the first six weeks and 25,000 subscribers so we've got a, a path now of where we want to go what we want to do so we want to officially start the full podcasts um, and get people on that have been down um, <clears throat> so I, I'm not saying traumatic routes, but you know that have come from um, either emergency services and personnel that sort of thing or I can tie it all together and have some sort of narrative of where I want to go with it but future at the moment I thought when I retired I thought the future were very bleak and I I, obviously suffering from mental health issues I I didn't feel I could see past tomorrow but this now is giving me a a vision of seeing past tomorrow the day after and to the end of the week and then each week's rolling into another week so on on my my mental state it's massively massively helping and being positive
1: fantastic that's great to hear mate um some of the guys that are listening now might have heard uh, the podcast that we've done so far with Peter Blexley, uh, who was a former undercover um, policeman and was on the, uh, again, he, he went through a similar sort of um, background to himself in that he was on the TV and, and um, the, the Hunter channel. He was the the, um, the major sort of pull on that. Something that I asked him, and I'd be really interested to find out from yourself as well, Ben, was, was when you started to talk about the subjects of mental health in and around... police sort of setting it's from the outside looking in it's very easy to assume that that would be a very daunting thing to have to do you know it's daunting when you're just having to speak out about it you know I'm not in the police and I found it daunting to speak about my mental health first of all was it an extra sort of stigma if you like or was it something that actually you found really really supportive to be able to speak about it in that sort of setting
2: um, in regards, to, I'll break this down into two ways. Now, in regards to the the organisation, I'll, I'll come on to that in a, in a second. Um, in regards to my team, at the time, uh, uh, when if you're in the office and you you voice something, the team listens. So if you if you voice, just say for instance, um, that that fatal last night really mucked me up. They'll just they'll, they'll sit and chat with you. If you if your voice uh, I didn't like what happened yesterday. So right, let's have a bit of a debrief and chat about it. Um, so when you meet with your team, it's 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 like me talking to you now, and it's uh, it's friendly. Um, but when not about my team now, but when you come out in the organisation or you have a, a an issue with mental health in the organisation, it's massive and massively daunting. Um, it's not a a place where you openly want to say I've got these issues. It's not because um, for any reason other than you're scared of your role, you're scared of what you do, you're scared of the judgment. Let's be honest. You're either in a high powered car, you're holding a firearm, you've got a, a land shark, which is a dog, on, a dog on legs, that wants to rip people apart, or you're dealing with massive incidents on patrol CID or whatever. So if they know you're dealing with that, first thing they'll probably want to do is get you off front line, sit you behind a, a desk somewhere, counting paper clips in an office, at far, far side of it the, And then once you're in that office, it's very hard to come back to the role. And if I've spent 15 years getting to the top of my game and getting to... And this is not me saying the best of the best, but the top level of where you can get and the most qualified of where you can get, you're gambling on what you say, you're gambling on them turning around and say, right, you, you, all your permits are gone, you're off street, streets, you're this, you're that, another. and once you're in that role, and wherever they send you, it's very hard to come back. So you don't want to say anything the pressure of not saying anything overloads on top and pushes you down even more, which, as you know yourself, it makes your mental health worse. It makes your stress worse. It makes your anxiety worse, and then you start you start going down like this rabbit hole of it, getting tighter and tighter and tighter. You think there's going to be an escape and the rabbit hole, but you're getting more and more trapped, and you've got nowhere to turn around. So it was massively, massively complicated and hard. The organisation itself, as a, as a, as a, um. As a force or a business or however you want to put it, um, not to it's not about slagging off. It's about I I always think as you say about speeders, it's not about punishment, it's about education. There's little things that can just change and these little things that can change are cost cutting, they're not anything to do with giving money away, they're not anything it's literally just understanding more. But as I always used to say if I come in now and see you put on my arm on crutches, You can see I'm hurting, you can see I've got an injury. If I come in now and you stand there, look at you face to face, you just don't see anything wrong with me. But you don't know, as yourself, you don't know what's going on. And I could be at a time when I'm thinking, when I've dealt with you, I'm going home and I'm going to put that rope up and I'm done. I've had enough. And that's the thing, that what they need to understand is, this isn't something that can wait. And then this is something that needs dealing with now. Where if I remember the public an hour on the street and I rung 999 and says, I'm feeling suicidal, an officer comes out, deals with you there and then and gets you that instant care. But in the police, you're in the list with Darren, Paul, Scott, Barry, all them with, well, one's got a broken leg, one's got a twisted ankle, one's got a sprained finger and you're at back, but a sprained finger or a broken ankle is not going to make you commit suicide. It's not going to push you over the limit. But when you're there with a the mental health aspect, and I think that's what needs to be addressed. That's what needs turning around and altering a little bit. Um, but yeah, my, my mental health has progressed massively now. I, I'm not under that umbrella. And I think there's a lot to be done when, and I don't mean police, fire, sorry, not firearms, yeah. fire service, ambulance, doctors, teachers, everyone, Army, Navy, Air Force, when you come out of a certain umbrella where that trauma's caused and you step away from that and the trauma's not there, it lifts a bit and I think it makes it a lot easier for you. So I feel a lot better than what I did before. I'm still miles from being dealt with or done, but I still feel a lot better.
1: Brilliant. Now that's great to hear. I think it's uh, it's fantastic to hear that, you know, from speaking out, and, you know, that that sort of brings me on to my next question, I suppose. What sort of um, benefit did you feel from speaking out? You know, when you the first time that you spoke to somebody and actually, you know, Thought to yourself, well, all those things that are happening with work. I'm going to have to put to one side because I need to, you know, that I've got no other option. It's that or that, you know, it's yeah. easy to talk or I'm going to go and do myself away. Yeah. The first time you spoke to somebody and opened up, how, you know, how did that come about and how did you actually feel once that, that conversation had initially passed?
2: It's a bit strange because our I, last I said to me she, um, one day, she went, I think you've got PTSD. And I'm, you know, that doesn't happen to people like I'm not like that. Suck it up, buttercup, you know, man up, get a grip of yourself. I, I will have kind of like and I'm ashamed to say I will have sort of like person. I wouldn't ever say it to your face, but i be like, you know what I mean? Come on, suck yourself out. Um when you when you're on the other aspect, but it, it, it it's completely different when you're on the other side of the wall, isn't it? Yeah, or the other side of the fence, so to speak. But there were there were um, I had meetings, it, it's bizarre, I had meetings with the Octo Health nurse, I had a meeting with um an Octo Health doctor, I had a meeting with my own GP, and mental all teams, things like, for the first time, I think the first time I actually came out and said I needed, needed help was, I think, to my, my GP, and it was basically, I, I just, I don't know what it was, the switch had, the switch had gone, but the switch inside me, was like I do not care now what you think, I do not care about what the world thinks, I, I need help, and there's no other way I can describe it, but, Help me! And then I sat there. I was shaking. I was in tears. I couldn't breathe. Um, but I, when I say I crumbled as a man, I don't mean as a man as in like I've got a the reputation to be a bloke and a strong man or anything like that. I just crumbled. There was nothing left. I wanted to hide away. There was nothing left. I wanted to pretend. I just wanted to give out everything because I, I was basically thinking: if I don't get help here, I've got a little boy uh, who's. Uh, about turn five I've got a little girl who's seven and I've got my partner Millie and I says the last thing I wanted to do was then grow up without dad and then Millie to have, not have a partner and then as soon as I unleashed even if I unleashed in a doctor's office to a doctor that little bit eased and then when I unleashed to the first doctor that little bit eased then went to the Mental Health team that little bit eased and now I will meet and, and this is what I, I I like about it now I will sit on any interview, I will sit on any podcast, I will sit on, and I, as long as I can tell people that this talking, it's a little hurdle, jump over that hurdle, and it's so, so easy. I just chat now, and I don't feel, any. if anyone feels uncomfortable, that's them. That's their fault, that's their issue. So if I talk to someone, and they say, whoa, it's making me feel uncomfortable, that's, unfortunately, that's, I'm comfortable with my illness. I'm, Daily- I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am, and I'm owning that now. And this is what I've said to so many people. You can technically have, as, as, I, as I say, I've got my backpack on or I've got my rucksack that I'm filling up and I'm, I'm dragging it along with me. But rather than have it on my back, I have it on my front. I can see how full it is. And if I wake up in the morning and it's all, as, you, as you'll know, it's all doom and gloom, nothing's gone right for you. You're so tired. You're tired, you've not slept, you've had night terrors. you're off your diet. I can say to myself now, it's fine to stay in bed. There's nothing wrong. Be kind to yourself stay in bed there's nothing wrong with it so you can get into bed you can stay in bed you can have a day off you might have so many days in your life from start being born to dying it's a day that you're allowed to give yourself that time to breathe it's allowed being giving yourself that time to reflect and say right let's get a little bit of a control of what's going on now like now i'm getting a little bit of um like a tight throat speaking about it but then i know that I'm passionate about what I'm saying and I'm trying to get it across that said so, no matter how hard you think it is, no matter what job you're doing and no matter who you think you are in life, if you don't talk, the ball neck gets tighter and tighter and tighter. All you have to do is just talk, to talk to anyone about anything, talk about flowers, talk about cars, talk about building walls with bricks and just talk about something. As soon as you start talking, things start opening and that, progression of that subject just slowly starts coming out and once it's done it's just one of those, it's things of just saying I don't know I'm, I'll give you an example sorry to draw if you want to say alligator at any point just feel free to draw <laughs> <try. laughs> I once at school right and this is how bad it was at school once I, I, my mum bought me this shirt and I had to lie about buying a shirt because there were a lad that were talking and he had the same shirt on for ages and basically his mum and dad didn't have a lot of money and he were wearing the same shirt a week now I had, I think I had probably three or four school shirts for a week and my mum bought me a, if it was I like had one a day but I felt right guilty for saying that I had to have a new school shirt and I lied about it and I thought Why do I have to have a lie? Why do I why do I have to lie and pretend about this school? And I know it's a simple analogy, but what I should have done is said, Yeah, unfortunately, I've got this school shirt and be open about the school shirt. And I know it's just something and nothing. But why should you you are a grown man or a grown lady? Why should you have to lie about who you are? If the world doesn't want to accept you, that's other people's issues. But the world will accept you. People will understand where you are, people will understand because nearly everyone you speak to. Who's got it or had it or suffering from it or knows someone that suffers
0: from it? It's not as taboo as what people think. Sorry, go on. It, it takes talking, doesn't it, to actually release that pressure cooker, release that valve, yeah, and then yeah, start going. I mean, I remember when I first started going on this van club, you end up over time. You're talking about stuff, and then over time, you're actually talking about on other weeks stuff that you'd forgotten about, yeah, and because you've released this pressure. All this other stuff that were there you knew you had to talk about starts coming out. Yeah. All the other stuff that you've suppressed for God knows how long, that and yeah. you've suppressed it that far, you've forgotten, all of a sudden that's surfacing. And yeah. the more and more of that that you talk about and get out, you just feel so much better. And obviously we encourage everybody now, the easiest thing you can do is talk. It's also yeah. the hardest thing, but yeah, just do it. Because talking just it solves so much. I think there's a lot of things to be said about being in the right environment, and that's what I
2: said to Luke about you and your the roles you play, the the company you keep, the the way it's all done. It's not a um, right sit down, right? What's wrong with you? Kind of thing. It's literally like you find it easy to talk, don't you? You find it easy to talk when you're, you're in a your mates because you're in your circle of trust, you're in that secure environment where if they did mock you, they're mocking you for a the, the lad's jovial way where you know
0: between,
2: yeah, yeah whether it's not like the bullish at the end of the bar, that's just pointing at you and leaning in here just because he's a bit of an idiot, you, you're in that comfort zone, it's like when our last comes in now and she finishes working she might say something to me about stuff, Um, but it's not a it's not detriment to me, it's not it's just, it it's the light of what we're doing, how we yeah. get forward, so you putting that comfort aspect on forum and making it an easy environment to talk, that's that's where, I, like, one of these things I want to stress, because when I've looked, I've got a friend who, um, I'm not mentioning his names who's part of your, your group, and he comes into a certain uh, club and he deals with it, and it's a fantastic bloke, but when I met him not so long since, I've been friends with him for, like, 20 years, I met him not so long since, and I could see he's, he's near edge here. He's massive. And when I speak to him, he's, he tells me so much about you lot and how much he's overcome stuff and how much he's because it's that, that thing of, like, We could have sat talking about us now, and this could have been a bit of a, when you say hard work podcast, hard work interview, hard work, whatever you want to call it. But it's not because one nice person talks to another nice person, and then it's easy just to talk. So why people would find it hard, and the only thing they find it hard about is to think it's the stigma. They think they're going to be judged. They think they're going to fall at first hurdle. They think someone's going to laugh and point. And they're not, because most people just say, I'm not being funny, but if I could give you a cuddle now, I probably would do. And I think that's a lot easier. And I do. I, I'm, I'm very much like that. Um, I, 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 I talk to my friends about all sorts of stuff. And as soon as they start talking back, you can see in their eyes, you can see that they want to talk to you more. And it's, it's fine. Talk to me. I'm, I'm not a judge. I'm just here to be a friend. And true friends will be there regardless. If they don't want to be there and they
1: run off, they're not your mate. So don't worry about that. I that as well, that the, the more the more conversations that you start to have about this sort of thing so for myself ever since I started to get involved with Andy's Man Club the more people that knew that I was happy to have these conversations the more people would approach me going have oh, got five minutes or yeah. you know are you busy Thursday night quit it for a pint yeah and so I go yeah any particular reason mate well I, I'm, I'm under a bit of stress at the minute I could do with someone I'll talk to yeah do you know? as soon as they know that you're up for those sort of conversations people are happy to have a yeah. And it's brilliant to see that those stigmas being challenged. That you know, I've walked around golf courses with mates of mine talking about their mental health, I've sat in pubs with mates of mine talking about their mental health. Once we've done that, we've then taken the piss out of each other's football team. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the, the normal laddie stuff that we'd normally do as well. Yeah. And it's just brilliant to see an additional layer of friendship, yeah, yeah an additional layer of, of, of understanding of who each other yeah. is. You can
0: but say then as well, are are you, really William, William, sorry, go on yeah. sorry. Go on you can see those people that are really uncomfortable with that conversation as well, and the ones where you know that oh this conversation, got best leave it now. I, yeah. I, I've actually lost a couple of friends since I became really open about my feelings and talking about my troubles and what have you. A couple of my friends have actually distanced themselves from me because well I don't, I don't even really know why. But and the well it sounds really harsh and it put bollocks to them if they can't yeah. handle who I am now. This you know this, this is how I am now, and I'm more than happy to talk to anybody and be open and be emotional and because yeah. I, I'm better in my own mind.
2: Yeah, I mean people have people have washed under me, and people just don't want to know. Some people don't want to know, and I just think, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Absolutely. If you don't want to be, I'm still me. I've had this trauma. I've lost X, Y, and Z. I've not the Bobby anymore. I'm not the one on TV. I'm, I've lost it all. Not you. So. Shouldn't you be all the way around of like just me ringing me, texting me, or just saying, Look, you are right, but to walk away from me? So basically, what we're saying is the stigma is you're walking away because I'm turning around and saying, I've got mental health issues. Okay. So, what's that say about you? What's that say about your the strength and your, your, your solidarity as a mate? As you were just saying then before, uh, it, it, when your mate comes out on golf course and talks about mental health issues, um, and then afterwards, you take the mick and you, you're back taking the up. The, the, the friendship you're just explaining there is brilliant because you've also got that next level of knowing you know to keep an eye out for different signs and then when he's a bit quiet one day and you don't need to go how oh, are you mentally you just know there might be a little bit quiet for x y and z so you don't push it but you're always watching it's just a, like a little bit of a a more um so a I mean, del- you've got shared
0: knowledge you've got that shared, I mean, yeah, got yeah. that shared experience yeah. and you can just-
1: yeah definitely but I mean I'm you know, when you turn around to them, say you're a bit quiet today, mate. Everything all right? Yeah. You know, they'll turn around and go, Oh, no, do you know what? I, I am all right, pal, but no cheers for noticing, I'm just knackered today or whatever. Yeah. You know, they don't get upset with you and just sort of turn around and go, Oh, well, you stop you asking me? Because if they do, then you know that yeah. something is wrong. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then <laughs> you know, they're quite happy for you to, and the way that we put it is that we've had people sort of, you know, asking us questions about, well, what do I do with this person? You know, I don't want to Make them upset because I keep asking them how they are. I don't want to drive them towards, unfortunately, doing something. And we've always tear out that. The way that I put it is, I'd rather have an upset alive person than a dead happy one.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You, do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah,
2: hundred percent. And I, I, I always say to people like that. So I just say, if you're struggling, and you know you know you're struggling, I know you're struggling. I'm not going to say I'm not going to push anymore, but I'm going to say you know I'm there. So anytime you ring me, and I'll sort it out. But the amount I, I, I nearly every day I probably get, say. 20 to 30 messages on Twitter alone from people all over the world all saying, um, you've brought something out or you've made me think or I've seen my doctor or I'm struggling, what do I do? And there's been times when some of them have been police officers and I've had to ask for their personal numbers and I've r- obviously with all my number and I've rung them and had a chat to them and then said, right, this is what I've done, this is what you need to do, this is where you need to go, contact your GP, explain this, that and all that. Then they ring me two days later and say, I'm, I'm, I'm loads better, I know that. It's not just me, because if you don't talk about it, you're imploding. I mean, I once thought, and I, don't, don't 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 misjudge this, I will bring it out. I thought I were um a secret serial killer. I, I, I'm i sat at work, and I was thinking, all I can think about is death. Why am I thinking about death all the time? Why am I thinking about bodies ripped apart, or bodies with no heads on, or why am I thinking? About... And basically, all I were doing, right, and then the way it's being explained to me when I went through the therapy so I was going through my own mortality and everything I was doing at work or everything I'd seen at work and all the fails and stuff, they were all coming back in the mid. but there were fails that I'd try to push away. And I'm thinking it shouldn't be normal to sit in briefing at nine o'clock on a, on a Wednesday night about to go out and all you can see is people hanging from trees and all you can see is do you not know I mean? And it, it were like, this is, but as soon as you,
1: you voice that to your, you're getting a brew. <laughs> so guy, up. He's making me a brew, yeah. It'd be nice. Is he it. you, bro? No, he's he's checking his head at me through the door now. Hello. <laughs> um welcome one. Well <laughs> it
2: what, what, I thought there's something not right. This can't be right. There's some am I am I saying, Clary? Am I am I waiting to go on you people? And it was well, the fact that when you speak to most people that are in the job, this is one of the signs because they're reflecting and all that they've done, and it's getting to the point where it's all overloading inside them. But you've got... Where do you go, uh, apart from someone like yourself, but where do you go when you've seen, in a month, seven dead bodies, four fails, two hangings, a decomposed child, or whatever it is, two dogs run over
0: and a hit by a train? Where the, do you go? The problem is you, you go to your own egg, don't you? Yeah. And, and that's it's, it's not a good place to be when you've seen no. all that. Is it? And, and if you may
2: who doesn't understand it because he's a civilian. Well, then you talk to your mate was a, a copper. He might feel the same, but he's not saying out. And then you're not, because you're in that club of, you know, mm-hmm. let's get, you know what I mean? So when all of a you meet that copper that's actually said the same to you, you're like, we're in, we're in club now, because we actually get it. I'm not mad, you're not mad, we've got a few issues, let's sort them all out. Mm-hmm. And that's the benefits of talking. And I just think you can't. The most powerful weapon we've ever used in police isn't a firearm. It's just your mouth. You can talk anybody down. You can talk to anybody. You can talk from, let's be honest, you can talk from Queen Alan Sugar to a criminal who's just doing five years for burglary. That's what your mouth's for. It's about expression, it's about talking, communication, and that's what you should be using.
0: 100%. Right, well, let's go to the pub. Say again?
1: Let's go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? I was going to mention as well, though, the defense mechanism kicks in, though, doesn't it? Especially within something like the police, of that dark humor. Yeah. And that that of opportunity to make a joke that nobody else, everybody else would think is massively inappropriate.
2: Yeah. Because
1: you've been there, seen that, done that, it's sort of a little bit different. So that defense mechanism kicks in there as well. Definitely.
2: Um,
1: I was just about to say, no better time then to bring us on to our little miniature Andy's Man Club. So for anybody that's watching this podcast for the first time who doesn't know what we're about, we're going to show you. We're just going to show you that it's all about just guys sitting around having a chat um, and a bit of a discussion about anything, really. Um, so we'd normally start with your name and a brief, day, you know, positive reason why you're here. Don't think we need to go through that one, do you? I think we've, we've just spent a good 25 minutes on that one. So um, obviously you can talk as much or as little as you feel comfortable to. And if I could like, so I'd like to ask you not to discuss three subjects, those being politics, religion, and medication. Damn politics, religion, two very divisive subjects, and obviously medication. We're not in a you know a clinical sort of atmosphere, so we can't give any sort of advice on that. So we'll make a start with how's your week been. Uh, my week this week has been busy, um, but in a really good way. I said this to my missus last night. I think she disagrees with me in some way because she's hardly seen me this week. But it's been busy, and it's almost been like back to pre-Covid times in lots of ways. I've been out at appointments, I've been, you know, doing things like this and talking to yourself, recording podcasts and, you know, nipping out to appointments. I went to an appointment yesterday in Preston and went to our Stafford Club on Monday and I actually felt as though I could move again. And don't get me wrong, we're making sure that we're still sensible with things and masks and all the rest of it, but it just felt really nice. Like I say, it just felt as though, actually, yeah, do you know what, the world is returning maybe a little bit and I hope yeah. I'm not tempting fate there. I hope I'm not, you know, encouraging, you know, the, the powers that be to slap the next lockdown on us. But, yeah, it just felt really good. And I'm looking forward to, you know, this time next month, hopefully, when the next set of restrictions can be lifted, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, I think it's been great as well um, that we've been busy and it's it's been back to non-stop and it's been back to, you know the opportunities are now you know, coming to us in a different way again and it's it's refreshing in that sense. So yeah, busy week but a massively positive one and I'll come to yourself, Neil, how's your week been? The two
0: words I've written down here are busy and
1: interesting because I, 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 for everything you've
0: just said it is really, really busy at the moment. Obviously the world's opening back up <clears throat> and the interesting thing for me being new to this job as well is I'm actually being able now to book appointments that are actually going out to venues and going out and seeing people rather than being stuck in front of a, a computer screen all the time, delivering presentations and having meetings. I spent a day this week in hospital in Doncaster, bit of an awareness day there, spoke to plenty of people there, one guy's already booked on. Um, and that's that's the real pluses of this job, getting out there, seeing people, sort of selling, not even selling, just talking about what we're doing, you know, giving them a bit, a bit more insight like we're doing now, really. And uh, yeah, just just the buzz of being back to some kind of normal. And I'm scared to say the word normal because we don't know what it is <laughs> right now, do we? But yeah, just yeah, really busy, really interesting and exciting
1: moving forward. Can I just say my week was brilliant up until the moment two minutes ago when Vixie from the office absolutely shit house me? He's got and made himself brew and waved it through the door at me and gone, made you a brew. And it was like, and then he's done, turned around and gone, now I am shit out. So back yeah, back. um, without wanting to. Bring things around to a negative, Ben. How's your week been?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say, even though has been busy. I'm not going to say busy because you two have, <laughs> uh,
1: have done that. It, it it it, it. It. This, Every, everybody's busy is different. Your busy yeah. will be two hours, and it'll yeah. be a different type of busy, and it's you know good for you if you are busy or bad for you depending on you know how you're, no, uh, how you're doing. It's
2: that busy, it, it is busy. Everything's busy. It's really busy. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate. On, I think Neil when he said interesting. This is the first week that I, as I was saying before we actually started, this is the first week where I um, I do not rely on 20 minutes from 20 minutes back and I, that's how much I can see or envisage for, forwards and backwards. Um, this is the first week where I can see uh, a, a tomorrow and a, 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 a the day after. Now, I'm not going to jump the gun here and say I can see past the week because I can't. That's all on the calendar and that's, that's to come. But little things that are just starting to tick over and, um, I'm going to say it's. Uh, 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 this is how bad I can be sometimes. Um, I don't want to repeat myself. It's how, uh, don't worry
0: about you No, know, when my
2: head goes, this is how bad my head is when it goes. I can't even. No, no, awesome. uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, this is going to take uh, into the next question you're going to probably ask me. But like, taking my son swimming, took me son's start swimming last night and looking forward to doing it then the next week, and then the next week. I can't see it next week, but I know it's going to be next week. So I'm getting the structure back into my life, where that had gone with lockdown, and then Friday was Saturday, and Saturday was... It's like that Christmas week, where you don't know between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, what what date on. You only count it down in days to New Year's Eve, don't you? That's what I was doing, and I'm not now, I'm counting it. It's, It's now a Wednesday, and then it goes on to... Then it's a Thursday, because... And that's what I mean. So I've got some... Definite structure back in my life, and I think that's done me mental health loads and loads of uh, positive changes. And so, yeah, I'm uh, my life's been like that, and now my life is like this, and I'm happy.
1: Fantastic, love to hear that. Um, yeah, I just love the positivity for somebody to finish a question number one and say they're happy. Yeah. What more could we want? It's absolutely perfect. Um, question number two then is, what's been one positive from your week? Positive from my week? Um, I've, I've I've got number, you know, a number of them. Um, but I think getting out to Preston yesterday, and you know, that just shows how you know locked down we've been to be happy to go to a, a, a Lancashire town. In you know, <laughs> it it, it would have just been so run of the mill to go out to Preston and do whatever I did over there yesterday, but. It was so good to go and see the the guys over there and, you know, to, to just be opening up to looking at doing different things in the future and events, and, you know, little things that we're hoping to be able to do. Just so refreshing. Um, it was a bit of a bitch. It was the one day of the week where it was freezing cold. But, you know, I can roll with that. I can deal with that. Um, but even the, um, even the car journey there and back, I was busy. I was, you know, making phone calls and checking in with guys and, and you sleep. know, yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's just Brilliant. good. I was able to, um, you know, just still do that. And that, that sort of space, I suppose, where, you know, I, I, it used to be something I'd do all the time, you know, just just ring a guy as I was, you know, travelling down, as you say, hands-free, um, and just, you know, have that space to not be sort of going, well, I've got a dash, I've got to go into my next Zoom meeting or whatever it might be. I was able to just sort of, you know, how's it going, mate? And everything you need and, you know, just sort of build that back up as well. It was, uh, yeah, it was a huge positive and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll say really, really, just for the, the facilitators who know that that's something that I fall back into doing quite often. So I've dropped a really, really in for you there, boys. See if anybody yeah, knows. Yeah. Drop me a message if for the first one that notices that and I'm sure we can organise some sort of prize. Neil, one positive from you, Wade. So honest, I'm going to you, too. So- and it's purely because
0: the really, really ironic, when, when you consider, obviously you you know me and I've been for a while now, my background, a lot of my issues stem from having six, seven operations, failed operations, living on crutches, possibly disabled, spent half my life in in and out of hospitals. And my two positives this week actually involved two different hospitals. Uh, so yesterday I spent about half an hour, three quarters an hour at Halifax Hospital having my second COVID jab which is a massive step forward, so I'm buzzing about that. And the other one is spending the day at Mexborough Hospital in Doncaster on uh, on Tuesday, so cracking day there, great day of awareness and just a bit ironic after my history with hospitals that with two great days this week of both being hospitals. How are you feeling today after your second jab? My arm feels like you've been sat on it for a few hours, to be honest, but it's uh, I'm all right, I'm all right. Touch I'm glad you remember how that feels.
1: <laughs> well that was just a stolen afternoon. Um no, I've got I've got mine on Monday, so you know you'll have to speak to me on Monday to see how I'm doing and, and Tuesday morning. So, well, yeah, so they're, my...
0: doing, they're doing over fifties
1: now, aren't they? <laughs> that's why I'm that's how I got in.
0: I'm <laughs> off so to be fair, which is quite scary. Yeah, I'm
2: for, I'm forty five next week, so I'm just deciding whether to get mine booked in because apparently they're starting on the third of May doing forty fives. Yeah, get it done. So i just waiting for that big that big flick on switch and you know uh, before everyone like drops down dead as well yeah <laughs> yeah it's
1: lot. <So>, um <laughs> and systems back in effect in it with Terminator? So. <laughs> you know what, my 5G's been banging for the last couple of weeks since I had my first job <laughs> so um what about you Ben what's been a positive from your week man? Um, I've
2: I've got two and uh, one of them I've, the reason I talked about swimming is um, my son, obviously, my daughter will go in before Harry will go in before, but my son Isaac, it's his second time. Uh, the premen water, he's only four year old premen. water. he had a thing on him? Uh, what I don't know what they call floaty choppy thingy. Um, and if I oh know, yeah, a floaty choppy thingy, he can tell me in evidence in, in court. Officer Pearson, yeah, <laughs> well, you, know, you know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, and he he swam like across the pool. And he was just sat there laughing you know, and grinning at me, and he's kicking his... And he comes across Paul, and to me, as you were saying, these are the things... I think you're taking more... Where before, I, I was interested, I'm being honest with you, but before, you had so much going on. you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just taking so much more out of simpler life now. And that's one of the main things. I sat there looking at him, and I thought, brilliant. I remember the first time he walked. I remember the first time he crawled. I remember his first laugh, and in that, I remember his first, like, go across pool and it, it just felt, it just felt really good. So that's one of the main things. Another thing is I'm being, being a bit selfish here is, is the fact of like with, with the, um, <clears throat> with the, the, the uh, YouTube channel, I met a lot this, I met a called Josh and his team, Michael and so, and it's just, first of all, it's nice to have a, someone new in your life, but someone new that wants to be with you because of who you are, as in like, because you're, you're, you um, they're not judging you on your illness. They're not judging you on a, they know how you are. So they're working around you. They're filtering around you. So to work with them, that's massively, massively positive. And it's done a massive impact on my life. And I said to them other there, I said, you just don't realise how much it means to me to be able to be with someone that's just, on, just, you know, when someone's just on the same page, naturally, mm-hmm. just be on the same page. And I suppose it's finding friendship with them um, as well. So I think that's what I'm massively grateful for this week. And, they, they, they've put a smile across my face and I, I'm happy about that so if they're listening, cheers
1: <laughs> Always to widen the circle innit, you know, the more yeah. infant, um, yeah. sort of people you can impact with it's, it's yeah. all about um, Question number three then is is there, is there anything you need to get off your chest as I say I've had a really positive week I'm in a fortunate position at this moment in time there's nothing really I need to share and get off my chest so I'll pass that straight over to Mr Wayne how about you Paul?
0: To be honest, I'm touching at straws. If I, I've got something to get off my chest, it's just been um, a good one. I think anything at all would be why how, why the vets charge so much because you've gone on a Saturday rather than Monday to Friday. Absolute crackers. I've got um, I've got a pet rabbit who lives in house. His Colin is absolutely bonkers. He's like one at family, and he got poorly and Saturday morning, so emergency vets took him to emergency vets, and before I'd even put phone down, she said. Oh, and by the way, because it's Saturday, it's 165 quid just to just to tech him before they have even done out. So, by the time we finished there, they were there for about an hour, 300 pounds later. Jesus. And, uh, and the, the, genuinely, they are really surprised when you actually go through and have all this stuff done because they think because he's a rabbit, they're just going to top him that much. They're just going to, yeah, just going to yeah. sleep. But it's but pets, pets a, it's are so important, people yeah. are. Well, this lot here don't know what I'm like. If you look on my Facebook and stuff like that, it's only ever pictures of Colin and cats. And, you know, it's, yeah. I prefer I prefer animals to people, to be honest.
2: The more I've never known so many people get dogs on our street yeah. over lockdown. The, the amount of good that pets do for owners and the amount of security, comfort and they give them, they don't talk about. they don't argue back with you. No. You know what I mean? So... It means a lot, doesn't it? Even like rabbits, guinea pigs and stuff, they
0: mean a lot to the Romans, so you can see Mentally, they're, they're just massive, aren't they? They just really yeah. are massive. So, yeah, get, getting him through, that's a bit of my gripe. Right? 300 quid, about an hour. Not a bad life, is it, for them? You need a no. got Go to vet school. I couldn't do it. I've been boring all day. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. animals look, coming in and being ill and having to put them to sleep. I just couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. What
1: happens if you've got an alligator? <laughs> <laughs> we fell into that trap as well. We were just talking about dogs and lockdown. We fell into that. Well, I say we fell into that trap. She's absolutely classy, is our Brenda. Um, so, yeah, we, were, uh, we fell into that trap. And it's true what you say. You'll do out for them. You know, once they've been in your life for a matter of days, you, mm. you, you will absolutely do absolutely hope for them. So, yeah. I'd be exactly the same. I remember, ironically enough, I think I've told you this tale, Neil, but just after we got her, uh, obviously being the enormous football fan that I am, I was watching an Huddersfield Town game and I was watching Huddersfield Town play West Brom. And that meant more to me as a Leeds United fan than it did to you as a Town fan that night, I think. And the minute that Town scored to send Leeds United up, my missus handed me the phone and said, "We speak to vet about dogs." Alligator, he,
0: he never, it never fails to use this at some point in every conversation we have. Alligator, move
1: on your turn, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> shit out, left right and centre. That made me brew. You're not listening to me story. Shit out. Anyway, Ben, anything you need to get off your chest, mate? Uh, no, I'm
2: being honest with you. I, I don't want to make anything up. I just no. I, I think this week, um, I, I just. I just think this week's just going, it's the first positive, massively positive, positive week I've had for a long, long time. And it's little boring things that you won't even want to know about. Like I've just learned some surfing back garden. It's just, it's just, and it's just like this whole grip growing. And you know, standing back garden, don't you? It's like, it, get a little more out, get a little more out. But it's like, everything that you're doing is just feeling right and good at the moment. And I don't want to jinx it. And like you, I think it, what, what Neil was saying earlier on about, or what yourself was saying about, you don't want to jinx the, yeah. the, the the lockdown. And I'm just looking forward to going back in restaurants. I'm looking forward to meeting friends, having, I'm not being funny, having a cuddle with your mate and just saying, look, mate, I'm not seeing you, where I put your hands around, just yeah. little things like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to where things are going. And this is the, the first proper week now where, I can see change, but a good change, positive change, and not just with myself, but even if they bring the changes coming in place, they do different things. Uh, I just, just, it's just going things for the first time. I feel like in three, four years, it's it's flipped and it's rather than being on it's shitty and it stick. I mean, can I swear? Is that all right? Right bollocks. Um, Rather than (laughs) and and it's shitty and it stick, it's like hang on a minute. I've taken a bit of control back and things are, things are working. So that's, that's all I want to get off my chest, I suppose. Spotlight.
1: Well, that's a, you know, we, we do always say as well, it's good for a positive share as well. I absolutely love that to, you know, get a positive vibe when I absolutely love it. So cheers for that, Ben. Right. Question number four. For those of you in the know, you'll know that question four and five change every single week, come with something a little bit different. Sometimes they're about having a bit of a laugh. Sometimes they're about setting yourself a target or a goal. This week's is if you could have a coffee. With any person, past or present, who would it be and why? Now, I could quite easily go along the lines of, I'd have a coffee with my dad. You know, my dad's been dead eight years and, you know, that would be marvellous. But I'm going to try and keep things a little bit lighter and I'm going to go, I'd like to sit down and have a coffee with Pablo Hernandez just to let him know just how loved he is at the moment. He's not getting game time at Leeds. It doesn't look as though as supporters, we're going to get to thank him for... Everything that he's done for hey, us, so you are. I, I, do,
2: I don't, I don't. Can I just start butting? I don't know who that is is. in that, that Spanish architect from like 1754 or something. Who are you on about?
1: Absolute Spanish architect, he's an architect of football. He, uh, yeah, um, so I'm gonna go with that. Like I say, uh, me and my little boy absolutely adore Pablo Hernandez, and we, we hold him in such high esteem that. You know, I'd just like to let him know just how loved he is. You know, we're not going to get the opportunity to chant his name again, it would appear. He looks like he's off at the end of the season. No fans in the ground. You know, I'd like to just chant his name at him one more time. Um, so I'm going to go with Pablo Hernandez because he's a hero in my house at this moment in time and always will be. Neil, Leeds fan to town fan. How do you feel about that one? Uh, <laughs> well, back in the room. Back in the room. Um
0: Yeah. To be honest, at this moment in time, whoever's nearest kettle, <laughs> I'll have a coffee with it. <laughs> Which ironically is me, because it's just on the other side of that wall. But It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, is it? Just, just a proper one with uh, my family, those who haven't been able to see properly, just to go and have a, a coffee and a cuddle. That's what it's all about. All, all these great things are great to plan and go and do, but just a simple coffee and a cuddle with all my family. Happy days, that'd me. Love it, love it.
1: Ben, what about you?
2: Uh, as, you, as you said earlier on, I lost my dad a while ago, and then I lost my granddad in, when I was about nineteen. And yeah, we're going to say obviously my dad, and my granddad, because they meant so much to me. But do um, I'm I'm not one of these that's as uh, much like um, how can I put it? Uh, like, uh, oh God, here we go. Ed's gone again. Um, you know, when you want to meet people say oh, like Tom Cruise's in Pickering, oh, I want to meet Tom Cruise's a bit. Um I, I, I watched some other week on George Michael, and I don't know why, uh, whatever. And it just really, really the, the last say, like year, month of his life, it it just seemed really, really sad. And i not funny. And like when he died on Christmas Day, I love Christmas. And um I don't know why, I just thought I'd just love to have a drink with him. I just like to have to sit because you sit at his local pub. You know what I mean? And people used to talk to him, just like, oh, look, it's George, and he'd buy a drink and this sort of thing. And I don't know why, I just, just I suppose George Michael, I, about, I remember the first school disco that I ever went to and I played Careless Whisper. I remember being four years old or five years, I don't know, over. I think about, yeah, about five. And I remember him playing Last Christmas at school. And, and I just got so many memories of music through years. And I just thought, his music's been really, really good, and even um, all later stuff, and I just thought, yeah. And, and he stuck it to the man, didn't he, with Sony Records and stuff like that, and I thought, I'd have a beer with him. I think it'd be brilliant. I think he'd have a lot to chat about, and it'd be none of this celebrity crap. It'd be none of this, let's have a photo, and can I have your autograph? It'd be just literally like, just chatting like I were chatting down in pub, and do you know what I mean? And yeah, I suppose that's it, really.
1: You were quite a fascinating fellow once he obviously, it all came out once he unfortunately passed, but he was a a very charitable bloke. Yeah. A lot of his money away without, you know, shouting about it and and the people he looked after and some of the stories about him. It's, yeah, he sounds like a fascinating fellow to be
2: honest. That's that's one of the things that were on it about the girl who was doing IBS. Yeah. And he obviously paid for that. And he used to sit by his phone, didn't he, and watch like this morning. And then when someone came on, he'd ring him up and say, I want to donate 20000 50,000 and I think just that was He said what does
1: need, me, didn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This is apparently someone like Suddersfield. Just... <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: I don't right. I don't know anything about football, uh, cricket stumps, all these, you know, LBT, uh, whatever. Is it like before wicket stuff and all these Touchdowns you all play, um. All I know about football is when we used to patrol at Uddersfield, um, and then escort all players or escort all all buses out. So I don't know, but all I've ever known at Uddersfield is when they all leave and they start shouting at you. You know what I mean? And you, you sat there on the motorbike and we are, we are, whatever it is, and, yeah. You know, echoing and walking through the middle roads, and then you get some. Is it splinter groups or whatever? Decide to go and cause fights in town and that sort of thing. I just never get football. I don't get it. And I know people love it and it's a beautiful game. But can I just ask that as well? Why do they call it a beautiful game when they all cheat? (laughs) (laughs) They're all like, I watched the MotoGP and Lorenzo came off his bike at 210 miles an hour, rolled down, obviously, down in a gravel pit, gets up and he's like, and walks off, and then obviously I watched a football match once, and they're clipping behind him, and he's like, and he rolls across the floor, and he's, he's got to get stretched off, then run on with his magic sponge and wipe yeah. him with his magic sponge, but then he gets up and he's all right, and he's on two hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. I'm like, come on, get a grip of yourself, get stand up. He's pathetic, <laughs> it. pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Know, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, if you like it, everyone, that, everyone's down to their own thing and that sort of thing, but I've, just don't ever talk to me about it in pub. Talk about <laughs> yourself, Got
1: to talk about football because I'm more interested. I'm all right with that. I'm more than all right with that. <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise I can, uh, you know, I can hold the conversation about many subjects. And I think that brings us on to question number five, which is when all the restrictions are lifted, where is the first place that you will travel to? Um, mine's going to be something really simplistic. I'm not going to sort of say the Maldives or Florida or all that. I'm just going to say the seaside. Just go for a day on the beach, take me dog, take me little boy, and have a day by the beach. Um, It might be something that, you know, I know that restrictions at this moment in time allow us to do that. It might be something that we do before all the restrictions are lifted, but that's going to be somewhere I go, just somewhere, you know, stick a rock and a kiss me quick at, and, you know, I'll I'll be happy. No tongues, no tongues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No kisses, probably be seen. (laughs) You deserve that.
1: Neil, where are you gonna go? I've got a couple of suggestions if you like, but where, where's first lecture? Uh, yeah, I bet you have, I bet you. Have. <laughs> um
0: t- to be honest, probably my, f- my favorite place on planet to go with Beth for a proper chill out weekend. Sunsets, cocktails, beer, happy days. Give me, give me some of that. Nice, done. Nice. Ben, about yourself,
2: pal? Uh 400 Maldives. <laughs> you no, know, um, we've got a family holiday booked to go away somewhere. It's only in England, so not lot. It's just like you know what I mean. It's not nowhere really special. But what I'm on about doing is, um, because my brother's looked after me since, uh like since shit it fans, so to speak, and lost the parents as well. Uh, he's been he's been massively so like Morocco, and he comes and does a lot around me, he Does a lot of he does a lot of jobs i not so I like do so I said I'm going to take him away for a, a, a weekend somewhere but we don't know where we're going to go. It, it could be seaside, it, it could be New York, it, wherever it is but we, we basically said we're going to take him away, treat him because he's never been at the States, uh, he doesn't get out that sort of like far, he obviously does Spain and, and shots. Sort of so we said we want to do something different, we thought about going to Austria, we thought about even going around Ireland or something like that but I don't know, but I just want to treat my brother. I want to say thank you to him because I love him and he's been he's been there for me. So wherever it is, as long as we're together as family, that's more important.
1: Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely love it. So that brings to the close our Andy's little, our little Andy's Man Club. I nearly call it Andy's Little Man Club then. Um our little Andy's Man Club. So that is exactly the same way that it works every single Monday. Talk as much or as little as you feel comfortable to and it, you know. Hopefully by us doing that little bit there, it, it sort of shows people that it's not as daunting as you might think it, it possibly is. So that brings us on to the, the last little section of our podcast, really. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, Ben, to do your three, two, one. Uh, and that's three ways that you promote positive mental health. Two pieces of advice that you'd like to share. And one thing that made you smile or laugh recently. So we'll start with number three. Three ways that you promote positive mental health, Ben, please. Um,
2: first thing I ever do always is talk. You've got to talk. If there's no point doing anything unless you want to talk, it's talk as little talk as much talk. Uh, uh, You know what I mean? Mumble, but talk. Just talk, 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 talk about anything just to be able to open yourself out. Next thing is just being honest. You've got to be honest to accept there's an issue. If 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 you're not honest with yourself, there's no point starting. And third, the only person that can technically help you is yourself, first of all. So you need to be open to change. If, if, if there's no point taking your car in for a new engine unless you want to put a new engine in your car, is there? The only thing that keeps your body running is your head. Once your head's gone, sorry, my phone's ringing. Once your head, uh, yeah, just a minute, lads. Once, Once your head's gone, it's gone, and then that'll control your body. That controls what you eat. That, so you need to be open to change. And if they say, right, change this, change your diet, change this, change. Except stand up and say, I've got a problem, talk and ask for help. And that's the three things that I massively, massively say to people. And it's so easy to do. We're not asking you to climb Kilimanjaro. We're just asking you to open your head, open your heart.
1: Love it. Uh, two pieces of advice you'd like to share Ben? please. Uh, never eat yellow snow. And <laughs> <laughs> never sit down with a light bulb in your back pocket. <laughs> Nice, and one thing that made you smile or laugh recently?
2: Talking to you two. Oh, I love that. Do you
1: it's, know what, got a lovely
2: smile on my face as well. It's one of those things, see, I always say, but I, I've, I've, I, we've, we met when I came in to see you. Uh, I've never met Neil before, but this is the impact that it can have, meeting basically strangers, and we've had a laugh, we've smiled, and we're not out. I'm not going to go away feel ashamed. I don't think you two are. So and I want people to listen that are either watching it and debating, do I go, do I not go, do I contact, do I not contact, is there something wrong? These are the times when you should be thinking, hang on a minute, three strange, well, two strange, well, one strange and two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this group has just got together and look at the fun, the smiles, and the ease you can have. So after my days petered like that, and it's gone down a little bit, seeing you two, speaking to you two, I've gone back up. So it's just that little bit of just have a go, try, try. So seeing you two, talking to you two has put a big smile on my the face there. So I want to say thanks, lads, first of all. So thank my you.
1: Advice. Thank you. Absolutely huge thanks to yourself, Ben. And, you know, I've really enjoyed that. Um, as you say, I think it's uh, it's brilliant to just show that it's it's as simple as that. You know, it, there's it's no big... Say again, mate. It's okay to talk, is it? Yeah, definitely. 100%. definitely. Um, So for anybody that has taken anything from this, wants to get a little bit more information, maybe wants to jump along to one of our sessions or maybe even our online session, all you need to do, guys, is drop us an email into info at andysmanclub.co.uk and we'll find the best option available to you and help you through every single last step of the way. Um, All that remains is to just say a massive huge thank you again to Ben and to Neil uh, for joining us. Um, And if we can sign off by this point, just saying it's okay to talk.
2: It's okay to talk, lads.
1: Lovely. Thanks so much, guys. See you soon. Thank you very much, gents. Love you a bit. See you soon.